Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man, Just GQ here, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides. We got a great episode for you today. My mom is on this episode, which I, who I love dearly, um, and she is sharing. We're just kind of like just having a motherly, a mother-son conversation, recanting some funny stories that had, that occurred while she was staying with me and taking care of me, nursing me back to health, um, and then also going down memory lane a little bit and chatting through some experiences that we had during my more formative years uh, and personal experiences for her because she definitely travels and is a foodie and a master chef and all of these things as well. So she's definitely got a very unique point of view on those situations. So I'm going to keep this brief. I shouted out a few of these things during during the course of the episode, but you know, you got to hear things seven times before you truly remember them and retain that information. So in the spirit of that, please make sure you have subscribed to the podcast. That kind of sounded like a little bit of a Sugar Hill game, but it wasn't it wasn't meant to. Um, anyways, subscribe. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then consider leaving a review. Rate it. I love that I've seen more of those up there. So thank you all to everyone who has left a review or a rating uh, in the last few months. Much, much, much appreciated. Lastly, well, not lastly, second to lastly, we have the, we posted the, we launched the giveaway for the 16 liter backpack from Traveling Tranquilo. You all remember from the previous episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. But we're doing a giveaway. It's a really dope bag. You should go get that bag. Go get that bag. <laughs> so make sure that you enter the contest uh, by looking at the post on the at GQ50 account. Tag a couple friends. Comment. Follow the travel guides. Follow Traveling Tranquilo. It's all good. So lastly... Make sure that you have that you are following us on social media at GQ50, at the Travel Guides, at YESSUR07 for international P for the one time. And that'll do it. Oh, one last thing. Some of you may have noticed. Um, this is I gotta big up uh the situation real quick, but the travel guides were featured in the May issue of Ebony, specifically focusing on Puerto Rico as a destination. So definitely making moves. Appreciate those of you who reached out. Definitely want to shout out Jorian C, who was the overall author on the article. But you know, we're trying to make a few moves out here. We're trying to get trying to get a little uh, you know, a little uh recognition every now and again. Make sure that we are venturing into other channels, mediums, what have you. <laughs> but that's all good, man. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Travel Guides. personally attacked on okay <laughs> <laughs> anyways so um hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the travel guys the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me i'll be your host jess gq and we have mama gq on the house my mama's on the, on the podcast hey mama hello how are you doing doing well thank you for uh, agreeing to come on 
and sure. show your son some love. Happy to do it. Awesome. So before we jump in, I do want to call out that this is Friday. It's Friday today that we're recording this. And Drake's album just came out. I think you heard me talk a little bit before. Um, I feel personally attacked on this for a couple for a couple reasons. Um, on two key songs, uh, Sandra's Rose, which you heard playing at the beginning of, at the top of the episode, where he uh, came from my alma mater in a very explicit manner, which I don't appreciate since Drake has postured himself as a day one Kentucky fan. So I can't really rock with that. So no, no love to Aubrey on on that front and then secondly and will be which will be our first topic today as well on emotionless drake speaks to a couple of young ladies whose company he is enjoying or knows uh and said that their greatest or one of their greatest ambitions was to go to rome uh went to rome but spent the entire time taking pictures for people at home and rhyme their bars so this is something that, like, I was talking to my mom about this, and I, I get that we're in the digital era and that, you know, it's it's cool to villainize people who are taking pictures when they're traveling or whatnot, but this has forever been a part of travel. Like, even in the, uh, in the era of disposable cameras where you were clicking and scrolling or whatever you call it, it was still, people were still taking pictures everywhere, trying to trying to pose next to next to monuments and, and trying to hit all the cool spots. It's just now you can share it with 5000 of your great of your of your best friends. Right. You know. Right. So I I don't I don't know if you have any perspective on this cuz you obviously have been in the uh have been viewing us especially when when we've been on vacation like trying to get the perfect shot taking it a few times and whatnot but Right. I think it is exactly like you say and I think just because you're taking a picture and you opt to share it with your friends doesn't mean that you are enjoying the experience any less. No, I, I wouldn't think so. I think it's just an opportunity for you to be able to share and maybe encourage other people to get out and explore. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And and the second piece that he talked about <laughs> was the uh, another young lady who is who was basically rationing out her pictures. And <laughs> <laughs> Now that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I she was rationing out her pictures so when she got back, she could post them on the gram and still look like she was on vacation. That just sounds like solid strategy to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't really. I nod my hat to her uh, wherever she is. So uh, as as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, my mama came up here. She's she's visiting because I just had knee surgery uh, on my meniscus, and um, you know I've been doing my best to be a medical miracle. I have have some good <laughs> flexion in my knee two weeks out of surgery, but you have but she's been the real MVP. You have been the real MVP. Thank you. So thank you for uh, taking care of me. I've told her that it feels like I'm 16 all over again. Um, but we have enjoyed. Have you enjoyed your time here? I have. I have. I've done a lot of things. Um, luckily, um, I also have a niece up here, and mm-hmm. we had an opportunity to go out to lunch, and so that was nice and. Not only that, we've Child gone Noel. to mm-hmm, to Noel. Um, not only that, we've um, gone to some other really good eating establishments here. We've been eating everywhere. Yeah, we have. We have. We've had a variety of uh, foods. So, what was your favorite? Your favorite place that you ate? While you I think here? my favorite place was when we went to the uh, Cuban restaurant. I especially loved the squid dish that we had. The squid. So, Ninety yeah. Miles is the is the restaurant that she's referring to. It is in Logan Square on the brink of Humboldt 
in Chicago, so definitely go there whenever you go. It's a BYOB spot with authentic Cuban food. Uh, you kind of kill. You kind of go ahead. Well, it was interesting also when you suggested that particular location. What I remembered was that I already had it as one of the restaurants that I wanted to yeah, you visit did call when I out. came to uh, Chicago because um, I had um, seen it. Actually, I want to see how you handled. I this. saw it uh, <laughs> featured. I saw it featured on a um, a Triple D episode. What's that? What's that? Uh, so Triple D <laughs> is um, dives, diners, and drive-ins. Drive-ins, drive-ins exactly. Drive-ins, right. Exactly. Yeah, we get tripped up um, on that which is like um, one, one of my fun things I like to do on Saturdays is just kind of check out some of the places that he goes. But anyway, it did not disappoint. It was very, very good, and I look forward to going back there when I come back the next time. What else did you have besides the squid ink? Oh, let's remember? see. What did I? I had. Oh, you know what? I had the skirt steak. The skirt and steak. And the skirt steak was, was very good. good. Mm-hmm. Very good. A little pricey, but good. Good. So mm-hmm. when you back off of the uh, the market price option, yeah, no. and the mark the market price option was going to be for um, the whole fish, and it sounded like it maybe it was going to be a snapper mm-hmm. yarrow or an, uh, a paka paka uh, kind of fish. Yeah, I backed off of that. So, uh, but it was good. It's really nice, nice outside area for us to dine in. It was really good. I'm thankful. Perfect that you did. day. Perfect day. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah, we and we also ate at Parlor because you had a hanger for some pizza. Yes. And then, um, where did we go for brunch? We went to Longman and Eagle as yes. well. But the first place Jazzy. that we went was... I'm trying to remember. It's near the church. Oh, we went to Mad Social. Yes. Mad Social. That was yes. really good. It was really good. Yeah, really good. I was trying to uh, tell Noelle about um, the name of the... Uh, Restaurant, but she knew where I was talking about because she knew how close it was to the church. Right. Yeah, and neither of us could think of the name of it. Yeah, so it's really nice. And you're a bit of a foodie. You go, you find the, the spots. That- <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> you find them everywhere to go. Well, uh-huh. If you had to compose a list of your top three favorite eating experiences, regardless of geography, what would those be? Okay, um, the very first time that I ever had a whole fish, including the head and everything prepared, was when we were in um, Hawaii, and we were on the big island, and it was um, an apakupaku, and that is what is known to us as a red snapper, but beautifully prepared, like on a bed of maybe brown rice or something like that, um, and then um, um, kind of grilled in the oven. Um, and it was large enough so that you could share it, you know, with your with your dinner partner. So, yeah, that was very, very good. Um, Numero dos. Um, okay, and so maybe the second place would be went to a really excellent... Um, um, big oven, uh, fire... Uh, uh, wood burning oven is what I'm trying to say. When we were in um, San Diego, had the most amazing pizza. Pizza, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the third place is going to be. You really love pizza. I'm, I like thin crust pizza, <laughs> and I like it with. Um, I don't like the red sauce. I like it with the white with the sauce. White sauce. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I had do, this so, debate. Yeah, so I like that, and then I like to. Um, put like the crushed red peppers on it, and mm. I like to be able to select my um, Topic, toppings yeah. that I put on it. Yeah, and then the the third place, and maybe I should reverse the order of some of this, but in any order, all of them are equally good, and they're very different too. 
when we were in Italy, um, we had got we were in the Chiquitera Mm. area, and we had just gotten in town, and it was actually uh, near the end of what they call their season. You know, because they they close things down once the tourists are gone Mm -hmm. and just kind of you know regroup or whatever but anyway we got in like maybe a couple of days before it was the end of the tourist period Uh, and so some of the restaurants had already closed however we were lucky enough to find this very small little restaurant they had the most amazing pasta you have ever had <laughs> in your life. Oh my goodness, it was so good. And then we wanted to go back the next day. However, they had already closed up for the season. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, they had. So I'm looking forward to going back there to that um, to that little restaurant. Yeah, it was the best. That's awesome. That yeah. reminds me of uh, it also in Italy. I feel like Italy has a lot of like those mom and pop. Yes, shops, and that's so, exactly like, what this was. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> but in Florence. Yeah, I was telling you about uh, when John Chan pinged me and was or texted me and was like after I posted something and was like you got to go to the oil shop because mm-hmm. it's like the best spot that you the you have the best meatball sandwich that you've ever mm-hmm. had in your life mm-hmm. and I'm very like skeptical when it comes to those types of claims because mm-hmm. one I don't know your taste buds and right. you definitely don't know mine exactly. so you don't know what's going what's going to make me tick so was it a deli kind of it was a hole in the wall like mom was and it? pop kind yep. of deli shop and we they're and usually the best it was you crazy go. if you can find a place where the locals eat that's definitely where right. you want to go definitely. and I was definitely trying to integrate they know where everything is right yeah and we went in there and I think he's to your point I think he studied abroad there so he yeah. he had like the lowdown exactly I went in and was humbled by first by Right. Like I was like, this is a, this is life changing. So I actually had one of uh, one of my people I work with uh, going over there, and I was like, make sure you, you go to the go. wall shop. Right? I've been trying to share this magic with everybody else, <laughs> uh, and when they look skeptical, I'm like, I know, exactly. I know, but just, just hear me out. Just go. Like it is what it is. Right, right, right. Um, so I do want to share a funny story. Oh. Uh, something that we uh, uh, that we encountered here. Obviously, we are in a tumultuous political time right now with. Things changing on a daily basis. And regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, you can probably agree that things are a little dicey uh, on a daily basis, whether whether it's a random shooting or police brutality or general inflammatory statements by either side and just the constant bickering and uh, a somewhat of a division within the people mm-hmm. residing in America. So to that same point... Um, one of the top things that has been uh, an issue of late has been border control. And so, obviously, try, there, there are feelings on both sides about letting people in, uh, refugees, uh, our Mexican brothers and sisters, what have you, either way. Uh, but it, it's not really funny as much as it is kind of ironically sad. Uh, but we, this is the story of the Mexican racism for the Russian Uber driver. So, so when we, and this just kind of like speaks to the general ignorance. Um, but I immediately, as soon as this happened, I was really hoping that you would be here for me to tell this, <laughs> tell, tell this story. Um, and I apologize for anybody who's taking my laughter as uh, uh, disrespectful or inappropriate. But you got to laugh to keep but them you, crying. I said you have to. <laughs> You have to. So we hop in uh, this. So once upon a time, uh, we hop in an Uber, uh, my mom and myself. And uh, my mom is a bit of a chatty Cathy where she will talk to uh, anybody. And so this 
woman who uh, is driving has an accent, but we don't know what it is. It's kind of indistinct. Um, but she's she's talking to us, and she shares that she lived in Phoenix for a while. And so, because my mom's asking her where she's from, and et cetera. And so, she uh, exclaims, because my parents used to live in, in Phoenix as well. So, she's like, we used to live in, in Phoenix. Um, and But she's basically was saying that she got run out because people were people assumed because she had an accent that she was Mexican and they were writing her like hateful notes on her uh on her car and what what else were they doing And she even thought that somehow they had gotten into her apartment her apartment yeah and they were just really really rude to her and just um just so obnoxious just it was a horrible experience for her, and she could only stay there for a year. For a year, because they ran her out. They and ran then, her out, yeah. And it was like, it's just crazy. They're starting to call uh, ICE on her and like all this stuff. And the whole time... Yeah, they did. They called the police. Like, but what would they have done if they would have gotten there? And this Russian woman answers the door. She's well, like, what are you talking about? But like, it's I'm interesting, not... because she was apologizing for her accent. She talked about how long she had been here in the States. Yeah. But she said, but, you know, I can't lose my accent. My accent is still very heavy and for whatever reason they just assumed she was Hispanic but like why should you have to apologize for not for not sounding like or for sounding like where you're from and you absolutely should not and for whatever it was worth I felt so bad just because we live in mm-hmm. Phoenix we still have a place there right and I just I apologize to her on behalf of all these same people uh <laughs> In the Phoenix <laughs> metropolitan area, okay, that never would have subjected her to that. Right. It was horrible. It was horrible. I just, I was so beside myself that like people who are vehemently, and this is, and Arizona is one of those states where they try to, they try to, <laughs> they try to get into law the right to uh, for policemen to racially profile you and pull you over if you looked the slightest bit Latino. Not and without and then and then demand to see your papers like that's it's it's insane that this so I'm I wasn't shocked by any means but there's as far as like racism goes there's really not too much that shocks me now well, sadly enough I was appalled that she had had that experience yeah you I know, not as well. that um I'm I'm unaware that those kinds of things happen but just to uh, hear her just express that to us. I just I felt bad for her, and she was really um, she had a, a certain amount of gent- gentleness about her. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't um, not that it would justify it if she did have a different kind of presentation, but it was absolutely nothing threatening about that lady. Right. You know, just very kind and everything. She said no. She got in her car and drove back to Chicago from Phoenix. <laughs> crazy uh, uh, so shifting gears a little bit uh, one of the questions that I often get is how I got into travel and so passionately about travel and so I share with people that while internationally the transformative experience was once I had graduated from B school and like moved over to Europe and was really like able to be over there for, for a certain amount of for a non-vacation time um but also that this has kind of always been my life. And so, obviously, as one half of my uh, uh, contributing gene pools, <laughs> um, 
you all had a had a pivotal role in that. So can you talk a little because you all used to drop me off. Like you all had struck a very nice balance, you and you and Papa of like going places, but then like sometimes you would take take me and then other times I would get dropped off at, at an aunt or uncle's or wherever. And so how, can you talk a little bit about how y'all always navigated that? Well, um we were We've been very fortunate in terms of us being able to see the world. Mm-hmm. We have we've been some of everywhere. I remember, and a lot as of late, exactly, like in Ex- post or like yeah. in retirement age. Type. But even a lot, but even before then, because I sure. can remember um, going to work and just um, you know I had already requested time off, and um, I was just at a meeting, I think, and I was sharing with them that um, I was going to be out for a little while because I was getting ready to go to Hong Kong. And I remember somebody across the table said, Hong Kong, Hong Kong? (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, Hong Kong. (laughs) And so that's one of the times that you are referencing when you're saying that we dropped you off. Yeah, we did. But you had a good experience, as I recall, because I remember (laughs) uh, you coming back. When I I came back, you told me you had some amazing spaghetti that uh, Miss Ernestine made for you. And you also had some awesome ribs that Coach Jerome had cooked for you. So that was a a good experience for you as as well. But anyway, so um, we did go to... Was that the first time I had ribs? It was the first time, yeah, because you were telling me because I really wasn't cooking, life. I really wasn't cooking any pork <laughs> or anything, and I really wasn't making any spaghetti. It was the meat sauce. The meat sauce was exactly the that you would later find out was a secret recipe, but not so secret once she shared it with right. you, right? Right, which was kind of funny. Turned out it was some prego. Hold on, or, hold on. Don't give it to them. Don't do that. Don't get that away. Don't give that away. <laughs> I know something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, so that was the the first, probably the first big trip that we went on where we actually left um went to another continent okay and um and that was Joshua, the first time the first time that we had done a big trip like that okay. yeah I a big know. trip like that yeah like non caribbean exactly okay. yeah non caribbean right um because before and i was like 10 Maybe so. Right around yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. Um, because before, like you said, we would just always go to the islands um, and just, you know, kind of do our thing uh, down there. Um, of which you had an opportunity to go. Yeah, a lot we went. Time. Yeah. And because. I would say a lot. I would say we went, we went some. Well. Or and, I went some. And because, yeah. And even before that, um, we would always go to. St. Thomas was like our favorite pre- mm-hmm. place to go to. And, of course. Yeah, um, family. Pre me family reunions. Exactly, there. exactly. We would um, do that, and then um, later on, you had the opportunity to go to St. Lucia mm-hmm. and to um, Antigua. Antigua, mm-hmm. yeah, you did, and you could always bring a friend with you yep. when you when you went, so that you have somebody. Well, we always to play used to with. go with Brandon. And yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that made it kind of nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So that was our our first big trip, and probably the longest that you've stayed with anybody since we were out. When we're going out of town, but I do remember the first time that I actually left. <laughs> so one thing you had to know about my parents, okay, my parents are super cool. Have always been, have always been a blessing to me. Uh, they have always kept a, uh, I will say, a chill umbilical cord on me. Uh, a chill, a chill leash. They always want their reach to be to, to be known and so the first time that case in point 
case in point, the first time. Uh, so when I was when I was going to school, uh, we studied foreign a foreign language from K through eight, and so we picked either French or Spanish. And at the culmination of like eighth grade graduation, which was like a big deal, um, they or the parents got together and with our teachers and the school, and they were able to organize an actual trip to France or Spain, um, and with like one of the youth groups or one of the trip packaging. Right. Yeah, what, see, right. was, they worked it out, and so it was like it was a great experience. It was it was uh, it was super. It, you know, it was, it was we didn't know it at the time, and it, you know, you always hear like you don't know what a big deal this is, but like. You really don't until we really didn't at fourteen, like until later. Uh, but we're going to France and Spain, so I'm pumped. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked. And so we're about to leave, and then legit, like the week before, uh, these jokers buy a t- <laughs> buy a ticket. They're like, we're gonna be over there. We're not gonna be where you all are, but we're just gonna be in the area because. <laughs> We were thinking, we've never even been to Europe ourselves, and here we are, this 14-year-old kid is going, okay, if he's going, we're going, and plus, we'll be in the vicinity, just in case case something happens, and we need to go over there and check things out. So, while we never saw them or anything, we were definitely in the area in case we were needed. But something did go down, and y'all definitely were not, did not do anything. Down when you got well, I got pickpocketed. Well, I know, but that, that's not anything. I was traumatized. Did. Okay, I was I was borrowing. It's from called my welcome. It's called welcome to Europe. <laughs> that's how I was the first time that I went to Italy. We were in the um, the train station, and so I have my um, my carry on bag. I have a, a coat on because you know the weather's real different when we're there, and um, and then I'm pulling uh, luggage, and then I'm trying to read the train schedule and then these people are constantly coming up to you because they want to see if they can help you or do whatever and I, that's when I told daddy I said you know what this is not going to work we're going to have to get a driver because I can't do this I was a nervous wreck because they always tell you to be very careful when you go and while I had my uh, passport and my um Money, uh, our travels checks inside of my coat. You just you didn't know what was going to happen, right. so it was just really an, an easy kind of situation. So yeah, so that's my funny story about um, about Italy travels um, checks. Exactly. Those were I remember those being such like a huge thing. Like, yes. And did you lose some of those one time? They took everything. They took my. <laughs> they took my entire thing. But like, the good thing was, you were smart enough to make copies, and this is something that your listeners need to hear too. Need oh, to my make passport. A, uh, you make copies of your passport, yeah. and always make copies of your traveler's yeah, checks too. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, and put those, use them. put those at. Well, yeah, right, right. But <laughs> well, sometimes though, we have used those when we've gone other places when they won't take. Um, sometimes you'll land someplace and they won't take a credit card. I have. I would just yeah. be SOLs. Yeah, but that's exactly. something to keep in mind. I mean, it's know? just like a good little backup. I mean, maybe not a lot, but just, you know, some. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I got on there trying to be cute and stuffed because uh, they were like, yo, pickpocket. And I was like, I'm going to catch one. <laughs> and I had my wallet in the front, put my backpack on my front and had it stuffed in the in the front pocket. And then I grabbed a wallet and napkins, folded them up look to look like a wallet and put him in my back pocket and got on the train the underground in France and Paris and when we got off I had my napkins did not have a wallet and I was like and I had been talking a lot of stuff like to my friends <laughs> to, about how you gonna trick somebody yeah to my friends and so I got off in a full panic and then uh I think this is when I saw the more human side of teachers cause uh 
it was like it was Miss Tynan was like one of my least favorite teachers. Not least favorite. She was just mean to us. Oh. And she was the one that like took care of me the whole time. Like, like went in her pocket and oh, was like, here, I got you for the I whole know. time. I think. I know. That, yeah. So it was like, I was very grateful to that. But that was my first international experience. Very much tainted. Uh, I was like a hundred, I was like a little 130 pound scrawny kid. And when that's why I was excited to go back. Cause I was like, I hope y'all mess with the remix. <laughs> That was a, a that, solid 220. That was almost as traumatizing as it was when we went to Miami and they broke into the car and took your backpack. They took my Willennium CD. <laughs> they true. took my Willennium. That was that ruined that ruined Y2K for me. I was so sad. Why would you take the Willennium CD? They took my books. They took everything. I know. I know. People steal. <laughs> If I ever am stealing anything, I'm just taking back what what's mine. That's that's all that's all it is. Um, well, yeah. So as y'all have uh, continued to travel, where has been your uh, best destination? Like your post post retirement favorite destination? Because y'all really mm-hmm. kicked up. Y'all got me at the house. Granted, I've been gone since I was 18, but y'all really got y'all are y'all are y'all are doing your own thing now. So. I, I think um, I think we we like to go a variety of places. I think the place that we have been going to most recently on a fairly consistent basis is Cabo St. Lucas. Mm, y'all love Cabo. Yeah, and we love Cabo. Mm. Um, just because with us being in Phoenix, it's not that that far, you know, and plus... Um, my cousin has a place down there, so we stay at a really super, super nice resort. Mm-hmm. And what's not to like? And, of course, being the foodies that we are, we <laughs> found all of the fabulous places to um, eat in Cabo, which is something we can do maybe in another one of your um, um, destinations, presentations places, podcasts. that you, oh, podcasts okay, that yeah, you yeah. do. Um, maybe we can uh, give them the names of some places oh, that yeah. are like super super nice in, in Cabo because I have it um, I have it on my iPad so I can just give it to you. Yeah, such a such a technologically advanced lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. Mm-hmm. But so we've done a good job of like continuing to uh, go to different places as a family because we reserve, which is kind of how this what this podcast was the idea was actually born from. It are, uh, was from one of the New Year's trips so specifically uh costa rica mm-hmm. so that's something that like we've been able to continue to go i honestly thought you were gonna say and then maybe this is just me from mm-hmm. when i asked you like what your favorite uh eating experience was because mm-hmm. i know one of mine was definitely like new year's 20 was that 2015 mm-hmm. uh where we like cooked up the feast and then we're like oh, yeah. eating out on like yeah. the villa in the yeah. villa that was yeah. like overlooking the ocean yeah. and everything yeah and um, I guess maybe the reason I didn't say that is because I was the one cooking. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm probably not going to say, yeah, my favorite meal is the meal that I prepared. Okay. I mean, Kanye uh, would say that his favorite album was one of his own. Of so, I mean, I'm not Kanye, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, no, but that was really nice just because, one, it was family. And uh, two, we didn't have to go any place. We had. Um, uh, the best of both worlds right there where we were. Right. You know, we had an excellent view. It was, like, beautiful. The weather's still warm and everything. Open and, bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did. And I made my famous uh, margaritas for oh, everybody as good. well. They are yeah, good. I did that. You also... Now, I, I will compliment myself on the margaritas. Okay? <laughs> 
Not so much very, on the food. Very I wasn't thinking about the food thing. <laughs> you also speaking of world famous things. So I this as over time, my favorite foods, like my mom is definitely my favorite chef, as I mm-hmm. feel like is the case with a lot of people. However, unrivaled and tested around the nation. My mama's shrimp and grits reign supreme, and that was like the first thing that I asked for you to cook for me when you were when you were here. And, and I did. They were very delicious. And I did. So and I did. Many thanks. There is no there was no punchline. There's nothing. I just wanted to say that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I do just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. One, I know I've told you this. This is a for you all. This is a a, a very real. I put this on IG, but like I'm a big time mama's boy. Like this is my is my main girl right here. So. Um, you know, nothing. I, I thank you for coming and take care of me. My pleasure. And I love My you pleasure. dearly. I love you too. You know that. I you know, know you do. And you know You're that. Favorite son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm her only son. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Uh, anything else you want to tell? Say I people? don't think share? so. I've enjoyed this. Uh, at first, I thought I was going to be nervous, but you I know, know. it's just like talking to you. So that's it. Yeah, and I'm pretty great fine. to talk to. Yeah, you so. are. You're pretty <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so, uh, I would probably use a different adjective, but that, that works. Well, <laughs> <Right. laughs> that works. Um, please make sure that you're following at the Travel Guides, at GQ50, at YESSUR07, as well as we launched the Traveling Tranquilo um, giveaway for the 16 liter fold up backpack. This bag is super cool. Like it just it folds into it folds into a bag, and then you can. Take the bag out of the bag, uh, take the backpack out of the bag, and use it as a day bag. It's like it's super, it's super dope. I posted a time lapse video on uh, on the GQ50 account, so go mm-hmm. go there and take a look at it. Right, very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. <laughs> very I was good. just thinking it would be good if you could show them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they, they will have to do a little work there, exactly. but they, but you guys can very easily uh, go on uh, venture over on over to IG, go to add GQ50 and look at that post. Uh, but that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guide. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. And I'm headed to the airport. Right. I'm going to Phoenix right now. We made it in time. (laughs) Y'all be easy.
Message. <laughs>